Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Darren Williams Jr. from American Hot Rod Entertainment, and you're tuning in to my buddy TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. This is TJ, the Nitro Performance Guy. Uh, big thanks to Darren Williams Jr., my bro, who you heard last week, uh, for the opening of our show. Um, so that's that's really cool. I love it. Uh, it's right on brand with what we need to do and what I think we should be doing. So um, we had the 62nd Winter Nationals presented by Protect the Harvest, the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals presented by Protect the Harvest at the hallowed grounds of Auto Club Raceway. Guys, it was the first race of the season, and it was exactly what it needed to be. Uh, We were right on after the Daytona 500, so we got that audience, um, which is huge for the sport. We had our boy, our boy now, uh, Tony Stewart. Uh, was calling the Daytona 500 and, you know, uh, gave us some some love on uh, national television. Uh, you know, so he, you know, let them know, hey, I was there Friday and uh, I got on a plane and now I'm here, uh, but I'm watching closely. Uh, you know, my wife is driving one of those cars. So uh, it, it's just a very nice time uh, to be a follower of NHRA drag racing, you know, in, in whatever capacity you do that in, whether it's casual fan all the way up to, you know, analysts and Brian Loans and Tony Schumacher. I mean, Tony Schumacher, I meant to say Tony Pedragon, but Tony Schumacher just came out. So I guess we're going to start talking about him. First race back, you know, uh, gets a first round win. Uh, getting a little ahead of myself, but yeah, gets out of the first round in the first race back. So it's good to have him back. It definitely met the hype guys. Um, how about pet boys back in the NHRA? Uh, that's not a small little, you know, around the corner kind of thing. You know, that's a national chain there. Uh, and a lot of people are familiar with it. So that's, I mean, they're actually sponsoring our call out races, our call out specialty races. The first one's going to be a Gainesville, Raceway um, for Top Fuel, and then the next one is going to be at the U.S. Nationals for Funny Car, and it's call out. Uh, it's it's you acquire points to get in this uh, from qualifying over however many races that you know before the race happens. So Top Fuel just had uh, this past weekend, and then they're just going to have this weekend coming up in Wild Horse Pass to accumulate those points. Uh, But we're going to see this in a couple weeks. So it's going to be very cool. It's been a long time since we've had a specialty race. So that's going to be cool. Uh, So we're going to do it a little differently this year. Uh, I know in the past I went through every single run (laughs) that was run down the racetrack. And and that was really me just trying not to leave anybody out. Uh, But in reality, sometimes people got to get left out. Um... For instance, we had 20 top or 20 Nitro Funny Cars this weekend. So we had a little drama on Saturday evening. Like, you know, like 
some of the hardcore fans are used to. Uh, we're used to the bumping and the, you know, the moving around, but to have a big name, like the GOAT of our sport, the Tom Brady of our sport, John Forrest, not in the show in the last session, or, well, he actually was in the in the show when the session started, uh, but he had the potential to get uh, to get put out of the show. Uh, but the cars that were, uh, you know, that had the ability to put him out of the show did not make full runs. Uh, John didn't even make a full run <laughs> uh, the whole weekend. Like literally the entire weekend, he didn't make a full run under power. Um, so they're going to Wild Horse Pass next weekend. They got great data on that racetrack. I mean, they ran the 83 on that racetrack. So in his interview after his round one loss, you know, Amanda Busick was asking the good questions and, you know, saying, how do you reflect on this weekend? And John said, you know, we're just trying to do it. I don't like being a spectator, but I'm just going to watch the rest of my cars, which they all did very well. Uh, you know, Brittany finishing in the semifinals. Uh, Robert finishing uh, in the, you know, with the winner, the win light uh, against Ron Caps in the final round of Nitro Funny Car. So I'd say he did pretty good. And then Austin Proc getting to the final next to Justin Ashley gets runner up. So I think John Racing, John Forrest Racing had a pretty good day uh, in Pomona. It just, you know, John Brute Force didn't make the runs to acquire that success but it's okay it's a long season you know we got 22 weeks of of nhra drag racing not consecutively but we got a lot of time so i don't think me you know or or anybody else who's who watches this sport closely and breaks it down is is concerned about john force racing i don't think anybody is um they got a good car and danny hood tim fabrizi they like to get aggressive uh, and sometimes the racetrack just doesn't hold it. Uh, we got a new racetrack surface, as you heard Darren talk about last week. They grinded it, grinded it. <laughs> it's a lot of Ds. They grinded the racetrack down, uh, tried to get all those bumps down. And that's the thing about our sport. The racetracks are such a huge part of the show. Uh, in, in, the, in the majesty of it all, like some of the more... Uh, extravagant racetracks we go to, um, the Bellagio in in, in uh, North Carolina, Z-Max, uh, you know, Bristol. That was really the first official Bellagio uh, just because of how it looks. But let's not forget about Route 66. I'm really hoping that that comes back uh, on tour next season. I'm really wanting that to happen. I'm manifesting that for us. We'll have 23 races in 20. Three, just like we got 22 races in 2022. I think that's really cool. So without any further ado, let's get started. Uh, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the game at the end of the show. Trust me, we're going to talk about the game because I have to tell, I have to express my excitement to someone. <laughs> uh, and I have been doing that. Even people that don't know drag racing or don't even play games, I've been telling, oh my God, have you seen this? I've been showing them stuff. Like, so I'm excited. It's good. Um, but anyway, we'll get back to that. Uh, so the reason I'm doing it this way is because, you know, so we can just kind of get to the nitty gritty quicker, so to speak. 
Um, but all of it's good. All of it's great. Uh, but I just don't think we need to go ahead and do a breakdown of every single run. We will do that on certain runs. We will do that. We will look at the incrementals. But I don't think it's necessary to break down the incrementals on each run unless it's necessary. So with that being said, let's start with Q1 on Friday um, the weather was in the seventies all weekend. Uh, the track temp was, I believe a hundred in the hundreds or around a uh, hundred degrees, uh, for, at the start of this session, it was four fifteen local time there. Uh, and we know funny cars are up first on Friday night. So we had six, three second runs here. So that's, that's pretty stout. Uh, I have acquired seven of the top uh, seven of the top runs from Friday in the Nitro Funny Car class. We're going to start from the bottom. Um, here's some other things that happened. There was a lot of bowling <laughs> Friday night. Uh, John Force hit the cone. Uh, he looked like he was on a run, too, and, and Tony Pedregon actually said it on the TV show. His early numbers were on pace to be a really, really good run, with definitely in the 80s, sticking it in the 80s. They got that car moving early, in the run all weekend and it just around half track it just it would just shake the tires or blow the tires off the thing uh but friday night he was on a good pass but he got too close to the center line and crossed it um and that dq'd that time there uh and that also happened that night with bob tasca he uh, actually crossed the line before cruz pedragon who was on a good run too uh and they actually disqualified both times so nobody of that pass uh, with Bob Tasker and Cruz Petricon got a time. Uh, in the seventh spot, we got Tim Wilkerson, 4.021 at 295 miles per hour. So, um, guys, these are 300 mile per hour horsepower and 300 mile per hour horsepower. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. These are 300 mile per hour race cars. And so if, if a car is running under 300, you know, it's not running through the finish line. And the lower the speed, the earlier in the run it was clicked. So that's just something, a good indication of that. We got Bobby Bodie in the sixth best spot, 3.993 at 291.07 miles per hour. Again, another car not singing through the finish line. Uh, number five, we got J.R. Todd, 3.985 at 324.59 miles per hour. Man, I'll tell you what, that GR Supra has lived up to the hype. It it has it has definitely lived up to the hype on on looks. It it is just, man, I'll tell you what. It is bad ass, man. Bad to the bone. And above him in the number fourth quickest spot here, we got Alexis DeJoria in that other GR Supra, 3.945 at 326.95 miles per hour. Above her, we got Ron Cap. Some interesting news coming out about him. Um, if you if you watched the broadcast or the NHRA uh, TV this weekend, you probably saw he was driving a Dodge body, uh, but there was no insignia on the body stating Dodge. So it kind of gives us a little bit of a uh, look into what it you know, what a manufacturer is. A lot of times, a lot of teams just have a lot of these bodies and they use them because they need them. Uh, but if they are not 
supported by the manufacturer, they won't put the manufacturer's name on it. They'll put maybe some indicators of what kind of vehicle it is. So we could very, we could obviously see that that was still a Hellcat, the Hellcat that he drove last year. But when Ron Caps decided to start a new team, uh, Dodge did not want to come on board with him for whatever reason. Now he had just won the championship. So it's kind of like, really? Okay. That's a interesting decision to make. Uh, but you know, he, he was talking about the Toyota Supra and how jealous he is of how, you know, just how great it looked. Um, and I think some things he said on the TV show, got some people typing or got some people making some phone calls. Um, actually on D bland show, not bland, the podcast, wonderful podcast that he had Darren on before I had Darren on. They actually talked about Ron Cap's gonna is gonna be in a super this year. And I was quite confused by that. So was Darren. And so we had been talking, you know, and I'm and I you know, it came out on uh on social media yesterday and it was like, Oh, okay, well that makes sense. And so apparently the deal was just wasn't done before the start of the season. So he's renting all of the equipment from Don Schumacher. So it was it was just something that they, they had to compete, so they needed a body. Uh, all that being said, <laughs> he runs a 3.903 at 328.30 miles per hour. That's stout. Stout runs. Once we get under 3.95, they're really starting to get it. And then you got Matt Hagen for TSR and the Power Brokers Dodge. Uh, 3.886 at 329.34 miles per hour. Uh, and then in the number one spot for Friday, we got Robert Height in the Auto Club of Southern California, Chevy Camaro SS, 3.882 at 330.39 miles per hour. Now, we will take a look at the incrementals for this run. So for Robert Height, how about 886, 60 foot, 225 at the 330 mark, 3.149 at 660, so under 320, they're getting it, 287.50 miles per hour, 3.882 at 333, he was next to that GR Supra of JR Time, and JR runs a good run of that 398, but he was off by a tenth of what Robert was running, so Moving on, we got Top Fuel Eliminator Q1, first one of the season. We got 17 Top Fuel cars for this race here. Uh, so there's actually nine that we're going to talk about here, nine uh, passes that we're going to talk about. Doug Foley. How about Doug Foley? I have watched this guy drag race a lot. Uh, I used to watch a lot of IHRA drag racing in conjunction with NHRA when it was a thing. Um, Doug Foley's got Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks is one of the best in the business. Um, and someone said, and I do remember this, uh, Alan Johnson actually has worked with, with, uh, Aaron Brooks. So Aaron Brooks knows how to get a top fuel car down the racetrack. He was working with Coletta Motorsports at the end of last season. Uh, but with Alan Johnson and Joe Barlam and, um, Jason McCulloch going to Coletta 
that freed up some spots. Rob Flynn was actually released from Coletta, and Rob Flynn is now tuning with Mike Salinas, having a lot of success. So let's get into it. Duck Foley, 3.820 at 312.35 miles per hour. So possibly a full run, uh, under 320. You might want, uh, there, there could be cylinders or, or something going out there. Uh, Austin Proc, how awesome is that to say that name again? 3.9 or 3.794 at 289.94 miles per hour. Car was not running through the finish line. Then we got Clay Milliken, 3.789 at 317.12 miles per hour. That was seventh best. And then we got Antron Brown in number six. 3.756 at 324.83 miles per hour in his debut as a team owner. How amazing to have all of these team owners this season. Uh, we got Doug Kalitta in number five, 3.733 at 326.87 miles per hour. How about that? How about that? So in the number four spot, this is where it starts to get interesting. Well, it's been interesting. The whole weekend was great, by the way. Um, we got Brittany Forrest, Steve Torrance. They were the last pair. They were the last pair. They were in front, uh, or they were behind this pair that we're about to talk about first. Uh, the number one and two qualifiers will go a little bit out of order for a reason, because this is the way they ran. Side-by-side, 3.67 runs. At over 328 miles an hour for both cars. 331 out of Justin Ashley. That's a big speed car. And then Mike Salinas, 329.02 miles per hour. Now, I said this on the last podcast. I said he was running 3.67 out the back end, and he was going under 300 miles an hour because he wasn't on the gas. So we see what's out there. We see what's out there. And then in the next pair, we have... 3.72 in both lanes. Brittany Forrest getting the better speed on that one. 332.1210 miles per hour. And Steve Torrance, 3.725 at 315.34 miles per hour. That would be good enough for three and four. Um, Brittany was quicker by 3,000. Uh, and Justin Ashley was quicker than Mike Salinas by one thou, one thousandth of a second, he was quicker. All four of those cars were sub three seconds to the eighth mile, meaning they got to 660 feet in less than three seconds. Stout, stout, you guys know what I say, stout. Also, be on the lookout. We, uh, I'm looking into some things, you know, giving giving back to my supporters and new supporters, welcoming new supporters. Um, but you know, looking into some merch, some some t-shirts, you know, with with some of the sayings that I've said on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, stout is definitely going to be one of them. You know, I know that's not my word, and I didn't invent it, but I say it a lot. So there it is. Okay, for Q2 on this on this beautiful weekend. Also, qualifying is the race within the race, guys. People fail to realize that qualifying is like tense. It's like race day, even though it doesn't matter who gets there first on the other end of the racetrack. But you got to get your car in the show so you can get to race day. It's the race within the race. Um, so, no huge changes in the Q2 uh, for the Nitro cars. 
um, there was some shaky moments, though. Um, you know, Bob Tasker and Terry Haddock almost got into each other down at the other end of the racetrack. Their parachutes were very close to, you know, getting tangled. And that's not good when, even with these cars not being on the gas, they're still running over 200 miles an hour in the shutdown area, especially if they made a full run through the traps at 1,000 foot. They're still going well over 200 miles an hour at that point. Uh, and that's why it's a, you know, and, and also, also, um, Pomona's one of the shortest shutdowns, the shortest shutdown we have on tour. We have a couple short ones, like uh, Norwalk is short. But Pomona is has notoriously legendary, uh, you know, status of being the shortest shutdown we have on tour. But you can get the car stopped. Jim Campbell ended up in the in the sand um, as well, but he he went in straight and uh, didn't upset the body. He was able to get out of on his own power. Um, how about there was a few collisions with the wall this, this, uh, this weekend with, in the nitro funny car class. Um, so it, these things can happen. These things can happen. Uh, but you know, they were saying Terry had it. Oh, he drove it too far, you know, and he was well past the thousand foot mark and he still was shooting flames out of his car. So we don't know what, you know, I, I'd like to hear, you know, I know he was, not happy with himself. Uh, and, he, you know, Bob alluded to, you know, that when they talked at the, after the run. Um, but, you know, that could have been really bad. And I'm really happy that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Uh, we had some scary situations this weekend. Uh, but everybody walked away. Everybody got out of the car. They might be a little bruised. They might be a little, uh, you know, ego might be a little bruised. But they got out of the cars. So that's all we want. Um, okay, by this point, all 20 funny cars had made a run. So the previous day, a lot of, the, again, it's expensive to run these cars. So not everybody runs in every qualifying session. Just because there's a qualifying session doesn't mean I have to run my car. Uh, it's all about, you know, what you can do, you know, because everybody's out here on a different budget. So that's something that we have to keep in mind. Uh, all 17 top fuel cars had at this point made runs on the racetrack. So now we're going to go to the fun session. The fun session Q3 was probably one of the most entertaining qualifying sessions that I've seen in a long time. And I said that about Norwalk last year. I mean, that, that, that Friday night qualifying session, I mean, it was just everybody making full runs, everybody just really getting it, getting after it, really aggressive. Um, but this one right here is, is, is got a lot of performance involved with it. I mean, we saw 86 out of a funny car, you know, several times this weekend, but this is the first one we saw. And how about, the 86 that was run was not good enough for number one. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. So moving through this fairly quickly, we got Paul Lee, Gary Dencham, Alex Miladinovich, and Tony Gerardo. Okay. Now, mind you, John Forrest is on the bump. 
Okay, so he is on the bump spot. He's in the show, but he's on the bump. Okay, so Paulie, Gary Ninchum, neither one makes full runs. 560 for Gary Ninchum, and then Paulie, we got 543 at 148 miles an hour. Gary Ninchum crossed at 145 miles an hour. Then we got Tony Gerardo, who did qualify, uh, and Alex Milodinovich. He was the one who encountered the wall. And this was the session that he did it. He walked away okay. He got out of the, out of the car. The crowd went crazy. Uh, but that's good. And it looks like he had, he basically stayed into it, t- stayed in the gas too long. And uh, the car started to turn on him. And I mean, when these cars start to hunt and turn on you, especially the Nitro Funny cars, you kind of, you're on long for the ride at that point. You were no longer the pilot. You kind of just got a brace for impact, and um, but the, the the lateral movements are probably some of the hardest hits these guys take. There's not a lot of head-on uh, collisions. Uh, obviously, they can be fatal, uh, as as we saw with Scott Coletta, but uh, there's not too many head-on collisions that we see in this sport for good reason. Because moving at these speeds, that would be tragic. So, uh, but it's good that you know. They got they, he got out of the car, um, so obviously he didn't make a full run, uh, able to get John Forrest out of the show. Then we got Jeff Deal and Chad Green. Chad Green did not make a run. Jeff Deal completes his thousand foot trip in six point eight eight seconds at a ninety two miles per hour. So then we got John Forrest up now. He knows he's in. He knows he's in. Um, and we're expecting to see some eighties. We're expecting to see it. John, uh, 9.14 was the previous 60. John, 8.77, the quickest 60 of, of so far, right? Um, and then he encountered some problems. They just couldn't get the power to the racetrack. Um, so he crosses the line at 7 seconds and 16, 7.164 seconds at 86 miles per hour and 86, 86 86. <laughs> I didn't say that right, but it's fine. Okay, then we got J.R. Ty and Cruz Pedregon. Cruz is the only one that makes a full pass under this one. We got 3.906 at 325.22 miles per hour. How about sub 320 at the eighth mile? 3.161, uh, getting it at 282.54 miles per hour. 878, so right on pace with with uh, just a, t- uh, a thou slower than John Forrest. Uh, so we can kind of get clues of what the Forrest car would have run if it would have made the trip. Um, it it would have been about in that low 90 range um, to high 80. So moving on, we got J.R. Ty again, didn't get down the racetrack for that run, 520 at 141 miles an hour. Then we got Tim Wilkerson and Alexis DeJoya, that great-looking Toyota Gazoo racing body. Neither car completes the quarter mile here. Uh, 4.165 in the left lane for Tim Wilkerson, and then we got 711 at 96 miles an hour for Alexis DeJoya. Tim Wilkerson, the quickest 60-foot so far, 8 73. Then we got Bob Tasker and Matt Hagen. Here we go. Now we're starting to see the 80s. We got, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, 
This pair right here that I specifically just got to, both in the 50s off the line. Both in the 50s. So, again, if you don't believe these guys are racing in qualifying, you better look at the sheet and see what these these reaction times are. They're trying to get to the other end of the racetrack. Uh, they're always racing. They're always racing. Okay. So then we got Bob Tasker, 3.956 at 285.77 miles per hour. And then we got Matt Hagen for TSR. Bob Tasker for auto uh, for Quick Lane Motorcraft, Ford. Um, Matt Hagen for Dodge. The Power Brokers, TSR's Maiden Voyage. Well, not their Maiden Voyage, but their Maiden Race, I'll say. <laughs> okay, so then we got 3.886 at 313. Just 313 miles an hour. So that car wasn't singing full song through the finish line. Uh, how about both cars? Three Sub 320 at the eighth mile. 3.172 for Bob Tasca and 3.141 for Matt Hagen. Stout performance. 280, both cars over 280 at the eighth mile. And then in the final run of Nitro Funny Car Qualifying, I'm kind of going out of order because we know the funny cars are last on Saturday, but it's okay. It's all right. So in the left lane, we got Ron Caps for Napa and Gear Wrench. And then we got Auto Club of Southern California, Cornwell Tools, Peak. Uh, we got Montana Brands back out there. Monsters on that car as well uh, for Robert Height in the right lane. Uh, so this is a great side-by-side -side drag race. And it's actually foreshadowing for the final, but nobody knew that. <laughs> all right. So... Well, not really. It's different in the final, but you'll see why I say that. How about 3.861 at 331.36 miles per hour for Robert Height? He was number one coming into this session. He would not be number one when they pulled the shoots because Matt, Matt Hagen, because Ron Caps was in the other lane going 3.857 at 332. 0.43 booming miles per hour. Huge speeds down there at the other end of the racetrack. How about both cars are at 285 miles per hour or better? Robert was 286, so he was moving faster in, in the regards of speed. How about almost dead even at 660? 3.12 something in both lanes. 3.123 in the left lane for Ron and 3.128 just five thousandths of a second off the pace or what the pace would be which is what caps was running 2.211 at 330 2.230 so that's a little bigger of a gap there um 868 that's not the best 60 foot of the session how about matt hagen 3863 is the best of the session uh, and then we got 873 uh, for Robert Height. How about 86 for Robert Height off the line? There's a lot of 86s in his in his chart here. We got 86 off the line, and then we got um, 286 at the eighth mile in in regards to speed, and then in the rea uh, the the ET it was 386. So lots of 86s there. All right, again, this is not in order. The funny cars were actually last. They got the best sessions uh, or the best conditions. 
But at the start of the session uh, was top fuel and it was 71 degrees. The relative humidity was 27%. The adjusted altitude was 23 or 2100 feet. The track temperature was 94 degrees. And that was at the start of top fuel. With all of the uh, excitement that we had on the racetrack, that kind of pushed back the session to a full-fledged night session. And, you know, that's why we were able to see that stout performance out of the Nitro Funny Cars. Okay, so to start off the top fuel third session, we got Sean Langdon, um, 3.740 at 325 miles an hour basically three seconds flat at the eighth mile 3.001 at 288 miles per hour that was a stout run head of flame shooting over the wing there then we got jim maroney and tony schumacher tony completes the pass a full second before jim maroney crosses the line 3.787 at 315.86 miles per hour to jim maroney's four point seven eight eight at 158 miles per hour good to see the eight-time champion back on the racetrack we got doug foley going down the racetrack again 3.771311 at the other end of the racetrack basically three seconds flat that's the key people we gotta look at the eighth mile how quickly can they get to the eighth mile you want to see a top fuel car getting there at three seconds or quicker okay that's when you really are putting the coals to it uh, but I'm just really happy to see Doug Foley out there doing well. I love it. So then we got Clay Milliken and Josh Hart. We got an 86 uh, coming out of the left lane for Clay Milliken at 320 miles an hour. And then we got a 75 coming out of the right lane for Josh Hart. 375, 5, 323 miles an hour. And then we got the 86, 3.867 to 320.28 miles an hour. How about, is that my stomach roaring? Sounds like a top fuel car. Okay. <laughs> um, so then we got 058 off the line. Actually gets off the line quicker. 826 for Clay Milliken. So that was a pretty aggressive 60 foot. It's the quickest we've seen so far. Then we got Antron Brown and Austin Proc. I didn't call sponsors for those last cars. My apologies. It's all good. So we got, oh, by the way, Josh Hart was 3.01 at the eighth mile. Very stout. Going 288. Very nice. So we got Antron Brown, team owner here, and Austin Proc. Welcome back, Austin. Austin is the only one who makes a representative pass here. How about a 3.71? One at 331.85 miles per hour. He was absolutely sub three seconds to the eighth mile. 2.984 at 293.41 miles per hour. So how about in less than three seconds? 293.41 miles per hour. How about 037 off the line? Uh, we got an 828 for 60 at, for Antron and 838 for Austin. Uh, so 212 at the 330 mark for Austin. By this point, Antron's run was over. Then we got Doug Coletta, 
for Matt Tools. And then we got Leah Pruitt, that other power broker, Silver Bullet. I heard uh, D Bland say Silver Bullet. That's what I love. I, I, and, I and I just stop right here. And uh, I just love top fuel cars that are silver. I love it. And, uh, you know, we don't see a whole lot of silver nitro funny cars. Uh, but, I mean, those are some really good looking hot rods. Uh, so how about 372 a pair? We got Doug Collier 3.720 at 324 miles an hour. And then we got 3.726 at 328.54 miles per hour for Leah Leah. Leah gets them off the line at 56. Uh, so both cars were sub three seconds to the eighth mile, and both cars were uh, 2.12 something at the 330 foot mark. It's going to be a barn burner all year, folks. We got Steve Torrance and Brittany Force. 3.77 for Steve Torrance and 325. But how about the star of the show here getting the number one spot, Brittany Force, for Flavor Pack? Monster Energy 300. 33.91 miles per hour. That's big speed of the meat right now. Uh, and I believe that was big speed of the meat, period. Uh, but we did see 333 on the on race day. You'll see that in a second. Both cars moving pretty good early in the run. Steve not as aggressive as Brittany. Uh, how about Brittany? The quickest 330 we've seen, 2.083 at 2. Uh, no, no, no. And at 660, how about 2.94? One at 295 miles per hour. 3.661 was the ET. I realized I didn't say it yet. I was so excited about all the incrementals. 830.60. So that's not the best 60 of the session, but you don't have to. You don't have to be. And then we got the last two. We got Mike Salinas and Justin Ashley, the former number one qualifier, uh, Justin Ashley. These two go down side by side again, putting on a great show for the fans. 3.699 at 328 miles an hour for Justin Ashley. That uh, Phillips Connect, uh, really nice looking top fuel car. Uh, kind of looks like Tron. Looks like Tron a little bit for those who uh, know what know what that is. I might have aged myself a little bit. I'm not that old though. <laughs> Um, no, but Mike Salinas for scrappers getting down there another low 370 run. Rob Flynn, I'm gonna tell you guys something. Rob Flynn has been studying the information of the car from last season. So when the car was arguably one of the best cars in the countdown last year, Rob Flynn spent all winter studying that information. That's why the performance hasn't fell off. Also, Here's something else that I heard. You know, Alan Johnson is may or may not still be hovering around. So, you know, as as he he has acted as a consultant to certain crews before, uh, that could be happening. I don't know, uh, but they said it on the TV show, and so I wanted to say it to you guys because that's something that I didn't know. <laughs> so, we'll have to stay tuned on that. How about both cars sub three seconds at the eighth mile? Both cars, 292 in both lanes. In both lanes. Uh, Justin Ashley, 53 off the line. 53. I mean, he's going to get off the line first. 828, 60. 2.098. He's not as quick as Brittany. Uh, but, I mean, that's a sub 210, 330. That's stout. That's stout. So... We start with race day. 
We got Leah Pruitt in the left lane. We got Antron Brown in the right. How about Antron's going to get his first win as a team owner? 3.724 at 327.66 miles per hour. To Leah's respectable 3.748 at 328. Um, so... Antron was sub three seconds to the eighth mile, getting that car moving really, really good. Antron was also first off the line, 057. Uh, moving on, we got Clay Milliken and Austin Proc. Now, this is an interesting matchup because Clay Milliken had an inner ear infection at Norwalk, and Austin Proc steps in the vehicle and takes the vehicle to the semifinals. So that was really instrumental for him in coming back. Everybody was watching that, and that was really cool that he was able to do that. His driving hadn't gone anywhere. But he had his fire suit, he had his helmet, he said, you know, hey, stay ready, because <laughs> you never know when you might have to step in, right? So, Austin Proc is going to get the win, 3.725 at 333.08 miles per hour. Also, let me just, before I get too far into it, the air conditions, how about 64 degrees at the time of the firing of the first two pairs, or the first pair of top fuel cars? Uh, 53% humidity, 29.97 on the barometer, and the adjusted is 1,700 feet. Uh, the track temperature is 88 degrees, so it's good. The getting is good out there. Okay, Austin Proc leaves 77% of the time. He leaves first 77% of the time. Wow, that's awesome. And he gets it down, does it in style, three, points, you know, three seconds flat at the eighth mile, 3.000. There wasn't really much doing for Clay Milliken. We'll see him next weekend. How about Ron August in the left lane and Brittany Forrest in the right? So far, all of the winners have come out of the right lane. But I will let you know, I, will, I implore you not to say that this is a one-lane racetrack because it's not. Brittany Force gets the win, 3.699 at 325.14 miles an hour. Uh, she was off the she was off the line first, 077, 829.60. That's the best one so far. Moving on, we got Jim Maroney and Justin Ashley. Justin Ashley is going to get the win, 3.699. Same ET as Brittany Force. How about it, folks? How about Pro Stock Top Fuel cars? How about that? Then we got 330.39 miles per hour for Justin Ashley. That is a big speed car. How about sub three seconds to the eighth mile? Uh, so far of the four victors, only uh, three have been sub three seconds. Next, we got Buddy Hull and Mike Salinas. Mike Salinas gets it down with another low 70. 3.718 at 325 miles an hour. 2.11 at the 330 mark 2.982 at 660 love it they were practically dead even off the line mike salinas and buddy hole buddy hole had my boy had darren american hot ride entertainment on the hot ride this weekend how cool is that so darren got to go uh pretty quick this weekend that's very 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 cool for all of us it's, it's, uh, we when one of us win we all win uh, so now we got Tony Schumacher, the first victor coming out of the left lane. How about Doug Kalitta and Tony Schumacher, round one, 2022 winter Nats, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be like this. That's a final round. You know, same thing for uh, Antron Brown and Leah Pruitt. 
that's a final round. You got final rounds happening in the first round. So Tony Schumacher is going to get it done 3.726 at 324 miles an hour to the is very stout 3.730 at 327 miles an hour. Both cars sub three seconds to the eighth mile. Both cars sub 312. I'm sorry. Uh, Dougie runs 212 at the 330 mark. And uh, Tony was quicker, 211 at 330. Uh, basically dead even at 60 feet, 847 to 841. Doug Kalitta was quicker to 60 foot. Um, then we got Steve Torrance in the right lane and Doug Foley in the left lane. Doug Foley is going to, we're going to pack up and see him again next weekend. 3.724 at 3.28 for Steve Torrance, the four-time defending top fuel champion of the world, gets his first round victory of the year in the right lane. Uh, he was also sub three seconds. He was 2.11 at 3.30, uh, 8.37, 60, uh, and 63 off the line. Then we got Josh Hart and Sean Langdon. Josh Hart is going to get the win. 3.740. That's the slowest ET of the winners. And it's still stout. He was about three seconds at the eighth mile. Uh, Sean Langdon had some issues and crosses the line at at 3.920 at 300 miles an hour. Um, it's crazy when we, when we see 300 miles an hour on the sheet and it's just 300 miles an hour. But these are 330 mile per hour cars. Right, uh, Tony Schum- uh, Tony Pedregon. I did it again. Tony Pedregon says it every week. You know these are 330 mile per hour cars. You know, so if they're not running that, you know, there's a couple different ways to run these cars. We are we know that, but you know, get that big speed out of the end. I mean, if you're running the car to the end with the flames up, it's gonna run 320. It uh, it, it just will. Right. Okay. So funny car. First round, we got Alexis DeJoy and Jim Campbell. Alexis is going to get the win, 3.917 at 327 miles an hour. It was just as stout for the funny cars, guys, all day long. It was bring the kitchen sink to the track and throw it at the racetrack. Bring what you got and let's see what you can do. Um, 281. Actually, let me just, before we put a period on top fuel, um, let's look at the big speeds at how about a lot of 292, 293, uh, 293, 293, 292, 291, 292, 291, 281, 291, 289, and 291. That's what those the winners of the races were running at the 660 mark. All of the winners over 290 are approaching it. That's awesome. Uh, 281 for Alexis DeJoria at the 8th mile, 3.17. That's sub 320. And three two or two point two five five at the three thirty mark eight eighty five sixty. She was off the line first one oh eight. We got Matt Hagen and Chad Green. Matt Hagen is going to get the win. Not probably not in the fashion that he wanted it. Uh, but four oh seven one at three hundred or two hundred sixty point three one miles an hour. Uh, that car got into a little trouble. Um, eight sixty three sixty though. So that car was quite aggressive at the at the start of the at the step. Uh we got Robert Height and Jason Rupert. Um Jason actually is DQ'd. Um 
his ET is 99.9999 at 231 miles per hour. Let me just see here. Um, Let me just see Rupert's Mustang. Okay, here we go. Rupert's Mustang started left hard towards the wall after the 330 lights. He can't hold it off and tags it right before. He brushes the wall, and um, he definitely made contact because the headers on that side of the racetrack were flat. So, tough break for those guys. I know he's a, he's a nostalgic guy. Um, that's that's a tough break for a team that doesn't do it every, uh, every week. But even if you do do it every week, do-do. Even if you do compete at every race, that's a tough break. So... Uh, hoping to see them back out pretty quickly. Uh, but for Robert Height, 3.890 at 328.86 miles an hour. How about that? Uh, 091 off the line. 0874.60. All right. So we got Ron Caps and John Forrest, the marquee matchup. Now, Ron Caps actually did Robert Height and John Forrest a favor by qualifying number one because that would prevent a team matchup in the in the first round, the first stanza. Uh, Robert uh, got the win, obviously, over Jason Rook. We just talked about that. I didn't mean to say Robert Height, so I had to just keep going <laughs> with that. Uh, but Ron Caps is going to get the win over the GOAT. 3.920 at 329 miles an hour. Ron will sub 320 to the eighth mile, going 281. John gets into some trouble 10 seconds at 76 miles an hour. Um, he, I mean, it was at the step almost. I, I don't think he passed the Christmas tree before he uh, went up in smoke. Uh, so tough break for that team, but they'll be back for peak and blue death. Um, but Ron Caps for Gear Wrench and Napa, they're going to go on to the next round. Uh, we got Cruz Pedragon and Terry Haddock here. Um, we got 3.954 at 323.43 miles an hour for Cruiser. He's going to get the win in the left lane. Also, I'm sorry. Um, here's the difference between the, 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 the classes here. A lot of the people in the funny car class are winning in the left lane, while most of the dragsters won in the right. That's interesting. So that's telling you that the racetrack is rock solid. There's no... And to that point, before we before we continue, because it's going to go pretty fast once we get back into it. So I want to make sure I stop and say these things. It has been a long time since it's been a one-lane racetrack anywhere. Okay? Now, there was a time uh, at, the, at the U.S. Nationals where they were thinking it, it might have been a one-lane racetrack. But even then, it hasn't happened in a long time. Because the, hats off to the safety safari for getting these tracks... In, in in prime time shape every time, right? Uh, but it hasn't been one lane kind of situations in a long time. Like back in the day, yeah, maybe. But the track prep, the the the, uh, the, the tires weren't as good. You know, they were still great because they could handle 330 miles an hour. But it's been a long time since there's been one lane racetracks because the track prep is so good they put they take so much pride in how they prepare the racetrack for the racers. They come in, guys. I just want you to know. It's Tuesday right now. It's Tuesday 2222222. I had to do the podcast today. Had to. It, it was a calling. I had to. No, but 
They are in Phoenix right now in Wild Horse Pass right now preparing the racetrack for the professionals to get there later this week. They get there before anybody else gets there to prepare the racetrack. So I don't know if, they, if they've always done that. I don't know. But I digress. The point is they take a lot of pride in the way they prepare these racetracks. And it shows in the numbers. We wouldn't be able to have 389, you know, in the funny cars and, and, and 369 or 360 anything. You know, it's good. It, it's it's incredible. And I think we don't give enough attention to the track preparation, to the people that do it, the safety safari, that they're the first line of defense. If you get in trouble, the first people on the scene is the safety safari. Uh, and they're also responsible for the track and making sure it's in prime time shape all the time, all the time. So I just, I just want to say that it, it's, it's not been a one lane racetrack anywhere for a while. I mean, there was that anomaly at the U S nationals last year, but I mean, anyway, I digress. So <laughs> we got uh cruiser getting the win over Terry Haddock. Next pair, we got Bob Tasker getting the win over Jeff Aran. Good to see Jeff Aran back out there. Uh, 4.268 at 215 miles an hour. So not in uh, the glitzy, glamorous stylings of, you know, some of the other people in the class. But, hey, a win's a win on race day. Doesn't matter how pretty it is. How about the upset alert? Tim Wilkerson and Tony Gerardo. By the way, this is the first win that I'm about to talk about. And I believe the only win in this round that came out of the right lane for the funny cars, which is interesting. Tim Wilkerson and Tony Gerardo. Tim is in the left and Tony is in the right. Tony Gerardo is going to get his first round victory. I love that. 541.6 at 136 miles an hour. Not glitzy and glamorous, but it doesn't matter. They were ecstatic, as they should be. Round wins are hard to come by nowadays, and they get harder and harder every year because the competition of the classes the Nitro classes, and the Pro Stock classes as well. But we haven't seen this kind of competition in the Nitro ranks, I I don't know, ever. I mean, the depth that we have in the top fuel class, and we've always had depth in the funny car class, but now it's getting to be where they're, they're like, you know, it's starting to be like Pro Stock. My point is, it's hard to get round wins. So, to have a, a a guy who doesn't do it all the time, Tony Gerardo, to come out here, get his round win over Tim Wilkerson. You know, nobody wants to be on the other side of that. But it's a great story. It really is a great story when, you know, you get somebody who doesn't do this every week, come out and get their first round win. Love it. Love it. Love stuff like that. I'm always going to talk about it, too, because I love it. We are only as good as our independent teams. We're only as good as those teams that don't compete every week. Sure, the corporate cars, the the peak, the 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 monster, the power brokers, the whatever, the whatever, the big cars, the corporate cars. They're the the touring pros. I would like to say better. I I like that better than calling them corporate cars. But those guys, they have to work to get into the show too. You saw John Force; he almost didn't make the show. If things had been differently, he might not have. So, but we're only as good as the independent racers that come to the races. And they don't have the giant budgets. We're only as good as them. 
But see, it's it's turned into a lot like Pro Stock, where you can just buy horsepower. It's not. It, there used to be a time where you had to you know, you you had to build your 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 engine and it had to be whatever 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 to be competitive. Now you don't have to do that. You can call up Elite Horsepower, uh, in the Pro Stock uh car ranks, or uh in the in the bikes you could just call up and get an engine, right? A a a, a competitive engine. That same thing for Nitro. And I'm so happy that they've made these parts available for everybody because, again, we're only as good as those cars, right? So, in the last pair, <laughs> we got JR Ty getting the win in that GR DHL Super CMR roofing 3.957 and 325.22 miles an hour. JR was just above 3.2 seconds at the eighth mile. So now, I am a little out of salts here. Okay, here we go. So, found it. In the second round, we're gonna we're gonna speed through this, guys. I'm excited too. It's uh, it's it's just it's it's exciting. All right. So then we got Tony Schumacher and Austin Proc for the second round of NHRA Top Fuel Camping World Top Fuel Eliminator. We got. Tony Schumacher in the left lane. We got Austin Proc. How about Austin Proc is going to get it done? 3.780 at 329 miles an hour. Getting it done down there, through, going through the traps at close to 330 miles an hour. Austin's going to get the win. 043 off the line. Holy, holy. All right, then we got Justin Hart. Justin Hart. I just combine two drivers. I do that all the time. We got Josh Hart and we got Brittany Forrest. Josh is in the left. Brittany's in the right. How about Brittany gets off the line? And not just gets off the line first, but like whole shot. <laughs> gets him. 052. That's starting to get into that stout uh, leaving range. Uh, they were pretty much dead even at 60. Uh, 846 for Josh and 843 for Britt. Uh, both cars sub three seconds to the eighth mile. Both cars over 290 miles an hour going through the traps at the eighth mile. 3.726 to a 3.728. If you don't believe it's living up to the hype, you need to find something else to watch. 322 for Brittany Forrest in the win. And then Josh Hart, 329.91. Wow. Both cars. Both cars were about, I mean, we're talking about less than a hundredth of a second. They were off the entire trip down the racetrack. The approximate margin of victory was 12 feet. She just stuck her nose out there on, at the last minute. We got Justin Ashley. We got Antron Brown, the teammates, um, loosely. I guess I, I, I don't really know. Uh, we can call them a, the alliance, the alliance. Um, so we got Justin Ashley getting it done. How about in style? 3.692 at 333.33 miles per hour. The guy is not kidding. He's not playing with you this year. He's not playing with y'all. I keep telling, but how about this? How about this? One of the best levers in the business, two of the best levers in the business, both cars dead, even off the line. 053 in both lanes at that point it comes down to performance and who's going to get down there quicker Adtron brown gets down there 3.742 at 326 that's not a bad run 
But when the other guy or girl in the other lane is going 369, uh, you know, there's not much you can really do, right? Uh, so then in the last pair of second round, we got Steve Torrance and Mike Salinas. How about Steve Torrance is going to get the win? 3.718 at 326 miles an hour. Steve was 288 at the eighth mile, uh, 298 at the eighth mile. Uh, Antron was three seconds flat. Justin Ashley was 296. Uh, He was the quickest to 660 in this round. So now we got round two, Nitro Funny Car. Round two. Here we go. As soon as I get myself together. There we go. All right. How about Alexis DeJoria in the GR Bandero Premium Tequila GR Supra next to in the right lane. Cruz Pedragon. Uh, Alexis was in the left lane. Um, so then we got Cruz Pedragon. Two three-second runs for the funny car. For the floppers, 396 to a 398. Cruz is going to get the better of this one. Both cars. How about this? 323 miles an hour going through the traps. Um, 041, 062. That was the difference. 062 for uh, Alexis and uh, 041 for Cruz. Very nice. So we got Robert Height and Tony Gerardo. Robert Height. How about another 80? 3.893 at 331.20 miles an hour. Robert was sub 320 to the eighth mile, 385 going through the eighth mile traps, 2.25 at 330, and then 875 at 60 foot. Uh, Height is back on his stuff, man. Uh, they, they're back on that two, uh, 2019 uh, tune up, and it's showing. It's showing. Uh, in the next pair, we got left. In the left lane, we got Ron Caps. In the right lane, we got J.R. Todd. How about another 80? Uh, 3.890 at 324.05 miles per hour. JR got into a little trouble after he passed the 330-foot mark. Ron was sub-320 as well. He was also quicker than Robert to the eighth mile and moving faster. Uh, Actually, no, Robert was moving faster by... uh, a couple tenths or a couple hundredths of a, of a mile per hour. Like we're talking about apples and oranges here. And then in the last pair, we got Matt Hagen and Bob Tasca the third. How about Matt Hagen? Quickest ET of the round. 3.885 at 328.94 miles an hour. He was absolutely sub 320 to the eighth mile. He was absolutely going 280 plus miles per hour going through those traps. Uh, he was second off the line, though. Uh, 097 to... Oh, I'm sorry. 057 to a 052. Uh, Bob got him off the line, but was slower on the racetrack. 3.984 at 325 for the Motocraft Quick Lane Ford Mustang. Shelby Mustang. All right, so now we're back to the big, long vehicles that are called Top Fuel Eliminator. In the third round, the semifinal round, we got Austin Proc and Brittany Forrest. At the first race of the season, we got Brittany Forrest and Austin Proc facing off in a semifinal. 
How about this race? 3.687 at 331 miles an hour for Austin Prop. 033 off the line. Brittany 047. That is a great reaction time. How about the great run that was beaten? 3.7 flat at 328 miles an hour. 3.700 for Brittany. Both cars over 390 miles an hour. Both cars under three seconds at the eighth mile. Both cars under three or 212 at going through 330. 210 and 211. Um, Austin was quicker on every part of the racetrack. On every part of the racetrack, 837.60, 8.51 for Brittany. Uh, the margin of victory was approximately 13 feet. So that is pretty stout. Next, in our second and final run, and um, we got Steve Torrance and Justin Ashley. Justin Ashley is going to get the win. It's 3.702 at 329.4 two miles an hour. It's the first time he hasn't been in the 60s. <laughs> uh, so that's the first not 60 run we've seen. Uh, we got Steve Torrance, 3.731 at 326 miles an hour. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, get used to it, but it's definitely something that we weren't used to seeing, you know, you know, seeing Bobby Lagana and Richard Hogan, you know, walking away from the starting line, not, ju- not dejected, um, they were they were not dejected, but you know anybody can be beat out here, you know. And Steve knows, and he said it. He said it. He's like, I don't know why people are saying that all of these championships have been easy. Championships, championships have been easy. You know, he said they've all been pretty hard to me. You know, so I I love that from the champ. You know, but it's. It's the reality of it, you know. It's it's a barn burner out here. How about both cars? I'm sorry. Both cars are sub three seconds to the eighth. Uh, 3.97, 3.99 uh, for Steve. 2.88 for Steve and 2.92 for Justin Ashley. Getting into the final, the approximate margin of victory was 17 feet. Now, that might sound like a lot, but you got to remember how t- how long these cars are. That's still within a car length. Because the cars are 30 feet long, okay? Uh, the wheelbase is 25, but you got you to gotta factor in all the other stuff. The wheelie bar, the how far back the wing sits. I mean, it's a 30-foot-long vehicle. So when you, when you see a margin of victory like 12 feet or 13 feet, you might see some bigger uh, ones on, on, in, in the top fuel car because they're longer, you know? They say you point a top fuel car, you drive a funny car. <laughs> so uh, that that should you know kind of put into perspective. I hope so. If it, if not, my apologies for wasting your time. No, I'm kidding. So anyway, <laughs> we got Ron Caps. Oh, by the way, by the way, um, we had Austin Proc win out of the left, and Justin Ashley won in the right. And we had the same situation in Nitro Funny Car. Ron Caps and Cruz Pedregons. Man, Cruz Pedregons <laughs> and Cruz Pedregon. We've these two have lined up next to each other a lot, a lot over the years. Okay, these are two champions of the world here. Um, we got Ron Caps going to get the win. He's going to get to his first final as a team owner for Napa and Gear Wrench, um, and that's really all we can say. 
<laughs> even though he was driving that Hellcat, um, like I alluded to a little bit earlier in the podcast, that's not his manufacturer. Uh, he's just driving that car until something else comes, which it is from what I hear. Uh, but I won't I won't drop that on the podcast. I will allow the proper sources to reveal that and then we'll talk about it here. Uh, but 388-1 at 331 for Ron Caps, the number one qualifier. 380 uh 286. Also, guys, if I've said 380 anything or three something like that at the at uh for the mile per hour at the eighth mile, you know I meant two hundred. I'm sorry. I, I sometimes don't catch myself. <laughs> Uh, but 286, uh, you'll obviously know what I mean, okay? If not, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so both cars, sub 320 to the eighth mile. Cruz Petragon runs a great run, 3.918 at 309. So the car wasn't running full song through the finish line. Uh, again, both cars, three sub 320 to the eighth mile. Um, both cars were over th- uh, 220 at 330. 884 for Ron Caps. He was also first off the line, 067 to 082. And then we have Robert Height and Matt Hagen getting it done. Uh, Robert Height is going to get the win, 3.861 at 332.10 miles per hour. I'll tell you what, That car is roaring again, and I tell you what, the funny car class better watch out for that Auto Club of Southern California, Cornwell Tools, Peak, Blue Death, Monster, all of the all of the sponsors that they all share. But man, you better watch out for that red, white, and blue Chevy Camaro this season. Three hundred thirty-two miles an hour out the back end, two eighty-eight. At 660, 3.13 at the eighth mile, 2.237 at 330, 875 at 60, and then we have a uh, uh, 090, or oh, I, I have dyslexia, I swear I do, 059. <laughs> anyway, all right, he was actually not first off the line, Matt Hagen was first off the line, 048, uh, but he just could not match the performance of that Jimmy Proc tuned Chevrolet SS Camaro. So we go from the, um, the we go in steps of power. I don't want to call them slower or the least powerful cars because all of these cars are powerful. So I have to really watch what I say because not that someone's going to come beat me up, but you know, you, I respect all of these cars, even the, all of the sportsman cars. Even though I don't talk about them, I'm the nitro performance guy. That's the, what I focus on, so I don't talk about pro stock. But these are still very impressive classes. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about, you know, top alcohol, funny car and drafts, or, you know, 270 out the back end. You know, that's that's incredible. So I respect all of the speed. I respect all of the power. I respect it. So I don't want to ever say, oh, the least powerful cars or the slower cars. I don't want to ever say that because they're all powerful out here. Uh, but in Pro Stock, we got, a, how about the 900th Pro Stock race goes to Erica Enders, the lady, Erica Enders. Uh, she's going to get it done. 
Uh, she's looking good. She was the number one qualifier. She was my pick to win. Uh, and she got it done over Aaron Stanfield. So it's very cool uh, to, you know, this be my first little season in the um, the, um, you know, competition of picking. But, hey, it's cool. I'm doing all right. So Erica Enders for Elite and Aaron Stanfield for the Janik Brothers. Janik Brothers. Okay, I guess we're going to say brothers like that now. 900th career Wally. No, 900th Pro Stock event. Sorry. I'm going to get it right. We mess up on here, but we are always going to get it right. That's the thing about performance. 6.559 and 210, 3-1 for the win for Erica Enders. 6559, man. That that that's getting it. 050 off the line. She was actually second off the line. Next, how about Nitro Funny Car Eliminator final round? We got Dean Antonelli and John Medlin, the father of the late great Eric Medlin and all-star tuner. Um and then we got Robert Hyde on the other side of the racetrack with Robert Hyde. We got Robert Height on the other side of the racetrack with Robert Height. <laughs> Jimmy Proc is what I meant to say. Chris Cunningham, all those guys over there. How about getting Robert the win? 3.861 at 329.58 miles an hour. He was 055 off the line. He was first. Ron Caps, 3.882 at 333.82 miles an hour. He was 074 off the line. We're going to look at some of these incrementals here because, I mean, that run is great. There was some drama in this final. We're going to talk about it right now. There was some drama in the final. Um, there was some problems with the clutch regulation system in the Napa car. So pulling up to the to the racetrack, there was some issues. They were still working on it as it was coming up to the, to the starting line. Robert is waiting patiently. He's a competitor. Nobody wants to get a win by, you know, oh, the other person couldn't, you know, make the call. Nobody wants to win like that. Uh, we want, let's race it. Let's race it out. Let's fill it. That's finishing on the racetrack. So we think that everything is good at that point, right? Well, as they're put, you know, it's customary to lift the hood up. Obviously, the engine is under the, uh, the, the, the body, the carbon fiber body for the Nitro Funny Cars. It's not exposed like the dragsters. So we have to lift up that carbon fiber body. Well, there's not much clearance between that and the injector. So as they were putting Robert Height's body down, he actually clipped the injector. And Trevor, the crew member, Trevor, was actually hit by the car. Uh, there was actually flames. The car kind of jumped. It didn't, you know, go full out, obviously, because Robert wasn't on the line. Um, but the thing about these, the, the butterfly injector engaged and lit, you know, opened the butterflies. There was header flames on the starting line before the car left. So it's it's great to hear that Trevor's doing okay. They actually dedicated the win to him. Uh, but there was some drama. And... In, champ, in true championship fashion, Robert Hyde goes down there after doing that, and obviously accidental. It wasn't him that did it. It was, you know, when they put the body down, it, it grabbed the injector, um, and that caused the, the engine to 
chirp. Um, but he got out of the engine or got out of the car. Even before he got out of the car, he was checking on his crew member because these cars do not run without the crew members. Uh, it doesn't matter if we won. We need to make sure that person who has a family and has a life is okay. He was, so that's all good. Uh, so back into the numbers. Uh, Ron Caps was actually faster on the racetrack. Uh, 333 going through the traps. 287 at the eighth mile. 286 uh, going through the traps for Robert Height. Uh, both cars sub 320. Uh, Robert was actually sub 315. 3.130, uh, Ron was right at 315 uh, flat, One, uh, 3.150 flat. Both cars were sub 225 at the 330 mark. Uh, 899, 60 for Ron Caps, 874 for Robert Height. Uh, but again, he was second off the line. I got to imagine it was because of all of the, you know, the drama at the starting line beforehand. But he had the car and he had the horsepower to do it in style. 3.861 at approaching 330 miles an hour. How amazing is that? But we got one more race. So we got Justin, Ashley, and Austin Proc. Austin Proc's first race back. He's in the final round for Rocky Mountain Twist. Montana Brands. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> uh, for Joe Barlam and Ron Tobler. So good to see him back in a crew shirt. It uh, doesn't matter who, what the shirt says. Uh, but, oh, I do have some comments that I wanted to mention. Uh, I'll go back to that. So anyway, Justin Ashley's going to get the win. 369. There's that other 69. 369.3.694 uh, 3. at 314. Uh, Austin Proc in the other lane. 3.713 at 333. That was the number this weekend. That was the number this weekend. Um, in a losing effort. But we'll see them next week in Wild Horse Pass where they also had some very good performance. Both cars over 393 miles per hour. Uh, both cars sub three seconds. Ashley was quicker, 2.95 to a 2.98. 3.30, we got 2.09, uh, 2.09, yeah, 2.09 for Justin Ashley and 2.12 for Austin Prop. So both of them dead even. You could pretty much throw a curtain over them at the start line. 049 for Austin Proc, who is technically first by a thousandth of a second, by a thousandth of a second. Um, and Ashley is off the line at 050, solid. 823 for Justin Ashley and 835 for Austin Proc. So a very, very good race. Uh, nine feet at the other end of the racetrack. Austin was closing in on with that 333 speed. He was closing in on him so man i tell you what it was a great day of racing from start to finish um just something from you know so congratulations to justin ashley phillips connect vita c shot um auto shocker and now to toyota uh so that's that's a great that's great that's great um britney force on losing the semifinal round i, I know i'm a little behind on this, because I use a couple different things for the breakdowns, and I didn't quite see this. Um, 
how about Justin Ashley all day carried the front end like the the vintage Larry Dixon, uh, you know when he was dominant in the in the class two thousand three two thousand four when every time he left the line he was carrying the front end. Justin Ashley was carrying the front end all day long. It, it I mean it looked awesome. That's basically amazing weight trans uh, weight distribution. Um, so that's great. He he carries the front end for about 100 feet and he puts it down at 150 and gets after it. Um, so Brittany Forrest on losing in the semifinal round. This is great to hear and I want to include this in the podcast. She's not overthinking this year, guys. Overthinking is, I'm not going to get on my soapbox, is the biggest detriment you can have. Do not overthink. Do not second guess yourself. And when you're in a sport, it's all about performance. It's all about what you do. It can be easy to get in your head, but don't, don't, don't do that, (laughs) right? Easier said than done. But the point is, she knows what she has to do. She's made the improvements and she looks really good. The entire class looks amazing. The entire sport of NHRA, Top Fuel, Funny Card, Pro Stock, whatever you drive, it is is looking really good and it's such a great time to be a part of it uh a part of a sport that's growing you know this this video game it's the last thing i'm going to say and then i'm gonna hop off of here but this video game guys i don't know if you've seen it but it looks amazing and i have i've been talking about it since they announced it last may last may it has to be next level has to because the last NHRA game we got was in 2006. Was it good? Uh, I mean, it was as good as it could be, right? But, I mean, this just some of the things that I have heard that are going into the game, I'm not really sure if I'm able to share it. But, I mean, they are putting, they are sparing no expense in, in regards to information. Physics, guys, like they're going to, the cars are going to be physically accurate, you know? So it's really nice to know that they're really taking this game seriously. Somebody is calling my house right now as I'm doing the podcast. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. It happened one time before. <laughs> it's okay. My point is, this is a great time to do it. You know, and for Brian Loans to continually say, hey, fans are going to dig this game. He knows how thick, uh, I wouldn't say finicky. I would say he knows how fickle the NHRA fans can be, you know, uh, very outspoken fans, (laughs) but he said they're going to dig it. So he knows so much right now that he's not allowed to tell us for good reason, because he actually did get in trouble for showing us something on West Bucks podcast, on West, West Bucks show on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, go to the two hour mark, two hours and 13 minutes. Uh, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But guys, they're putting, they're, they are sparing no expense with this game and it's a perfect year to do it. The excitement is re- rejuvenated. The, I mean, the model of the top fuel car that they released, it looks amazing. I mean, it looks like a real thing. It looks like the real thing. So I'm just, I'm ready. I'm not so worried about the sound they're going to capture. You know, I'm a sound guy. I'm not so worried about that anymore because they have Dolby. Dolby. The sound people 
capturing sound for this game. This isn't just somebody going out there with a recorder like, all right, let's pull it back. You know, but technology has gotten better. Like we got next-gen next kind of graphics in situations now. You can produce that on your on, on your on your on your PC. But we got next-gen graphics on PlayStation 4. But then we have a step up from that on the, you know, with the Xbox One and the PlayStation 5. So this is a great time to use the technology that we have available to us at this time to create something that we, the NHRA, the fans, the people, the ambassadors of the sport can really stand behind and say, hey, this is my sport and this is what we do on the racetrack and this is a accurate representation of what we do. I mean, guys, they got the NHRA tech department helping them with it. If that doesn't make you excited for this game, I don't know what will. But anyway, I'm just very excited. I'm just a very excitable person. And I love drag racing, so you guys know this. <laughs> this is nothing new. So, with that, I hope you enjoy your 2 2 2 2022 day. So, February 22nd, 2022. I hope you enjoy your day. I hope you have some intentions or some wishes that you want to make uh, manifest. I hope you pay attention to the energy that's around us today. This is a little bit different than stuff I usually talk about, uh, but it's very real. So just make sure you're you're staying positive today and uh, you're really just focusing on what you want and not what you don't want or what you don't have. It's always good to be grateful and show gratitude uh, for what you do have. Sometimes we lose sight of what we have right in front of us because we're looking for something else. Um, so with that, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking in here with me. It's going to be an exciting season. I mean, this race delivered in every aspect. If you're a fan of NHRA drag racing, you were happy with what you saw on Sunday, uh, whether it be on NHRA TV or on Fox. Uh, it's just it's it's a it's a good time to be an NHRA fan. So with that being said, I want you to have a good rest of your day. Thank you for.